0: You are listening to You Heard It Here Second.
1: Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekandSteve.com.
0: Subscribe and follow today.
1: Other than the soul-crushing amount of work I have due tomorrow and the
0: rest of the week... Things are good. Derek and Steve present uh, the St. Louis. It was St. Louis Battlehawks. Right. Right. Lo- ridiculous logo. Like, if, like their logo is a, is a sword with wings. <laughs> yeah, I think. That's like, right. so are, are they hawks or are they swords? Uh, Derek, Steve, who would you say is the number two team in the ACC? I well, mean, so BC's number one, so Clemson has to be number two, then, right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I think I think what John meant was number three team in the ACC. How's that for a hot take? I like that. I, I like hate that. that. You heard it here second. Hello and welcome to episode number 137 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, how's your Tuesday going?
1: My Tuesday is going just swell. Thank you for asking, Derek. That is great. Um, That is great. I would ask you how your Tuesday's going, but all I care about is Antonio Brown's on the pats. (laughs) Um, And I want you to tell the people, so this is our opening drive. Uh We're skipping right to it because I'm so jazzed about it.
0: You're right to it.
1: Tell the people, give tell the people how how much I called this and how much you. I owe got me. the
0: receipt. I got the receipt on my computer right now. I, I, I took a screenshot of it so that I would have it ready. So we got a read receipt. It, read for it you.
1: out and then your response and then my response to that.
0: He, here is yeah. I will read it all verbatim. All right. So Antonio Brown gets cut by the Raiders, released, and and I don't even think there was a text associated with that. I think the text no. that just this is just the first text that came in after Antonio Brown was released. Um, Steve Nicholas says to me and another friend of ours in a group text, $50 million. Actually, he doubled up dollars. He put the dollar sign and said dollars after it. So $50 million that the Pats sign AB, and he breaks the touchdown record. And my response not only was a ha-ha reaction on that text. It was a haha. ha It was a ha-ha. And then I said, I don't think they will, but that would be classic. And then Steve says, take the bet then. <laughs> and I said, I'll gladly bet 50 mil deal. And Steve said, deal, easy money, hashtag free money, chicken, ch- chicken, chicken dinner.
1: <laughs> it's supposed <laughs> to mean winner, winner, chicken dinner.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. So is that a
1: recurring theme uh, that I can't say that word? Without- no,
0: in fairness, this was an in in emoji form. So I feel like you get a pass for that because uh, it's fine. You know, yeah. So you put you put two ch- two emojis of chickens and then a dinner emoji. So right. that's fair. Anyway, um, so. Currently, my only currently my entire legal standing on this issue relies upon Antonio Brown not breaking the touchdown record this season. Are you nervous? So I'm on thin ice now. I, I am not nervous, and we will we will get to some of that discussion when we talk about Antonio Brown in the sports section coming up. Um, but you know, just as a quick breakdown of this bet and the instant reaction, um, this this is certainly an instance where. I would have to categorize myself as being sort of blinded um, by being a Patriots fan, you know, yes. like I, like this was obvious to non Patriots fans. And I tr- <laughs> I truly, I truly did not think this was going to happen. And, 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 and in fairness, I will like, I definitely understand that this is obviously what was going to happen, like from the outsider perspective. And like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, my belief, my disbelief in this happening was rooted in, the circumstances not in the idea if that makes any sense like I the Patriots have had so many wide receivers and they they actually made some maneuvers to keep Demarius Thomas if I don't know if you saw any of that but like they cut him and then like got
1: traded just now
0: yeah he just got traded yeah so that'll we'll discuss that as part of this whole thing but like right after uh before the roster cuts they cut him and then they like put another receiver on IR and then brought him back like they had to maneuver to like keep all the receivers they wanted and so that was my main, like, there's no way they're bringing in this circus when they love their receiving core so much that they were cutting guys and sliding them over to IR for it. So, nonetheless, uh, that was obviously wrong. The rest of America knew what was going to happen, and it happened inst- pretty much instantly. So, uh, we won't really dive into it because we're about to in sports. But How um,
1: savage was my take the bet then? response that was that
0: was you put you put the pressure on you're like you're like yeah yeah you don't think so take the bet right now yeah. this is not take a joke it. this is not a joke so uh so there it is Uh 50 million dollars is in the balance for Antonio Brown I believe 24 touchdowns would set the touchdown record that's so, not
1: that many
0: Derek it's not that many but it felt like a ton when Randy Moss got it in 2007
1: and he's he missed so, one week so it's gonna be tough
0: true true yeah exactly so Actually, Bill Belichick says he doesn't know if he's playing this week either, because Bill Belichick never tells you anything that you want to know. All right. um, As a
1: non-Patriots fan, I can tell you what's going to happen if you'd like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Um, So that's the opening drive. We're going to carry on this discussion in sports. But anything else you want to add on the $50 million bet? No, just
1: in your face. Can't wait. (laughs) Can't wait to collect.
0: All righty. So that brings us into half number one today, which is sports. All right, so sports, um, as we just mentioned, uh, the fifty million dollar bet, uh, the result of that, and the and what triggered that was Antonio Brown signing with the Patriots. So, real quick, let's let's bring this back to the whole story here, uh, right. because you, you've labeled the subsection of Antonio Brown <laughs> on our agenda here at "WTF," which is a good which is a good label because I don't know what has happened in the last month, um, month in or the last two, two weeks, say. the last two weeks. But really, it's it's kind of been a little bit of a story for the off season, but really. You're right. Most of it's been crammed in the last two weeks. Um, so, why from, are you what, it, I'll, yeah. I'll run through these, but it went from a, a non story on
1: our podcast last week to yeah, that's true. the only thing anyone can talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'm going to run through the list that I have written down under subsection, subsection WTF <laughs> uh, Icy feet, helmet grievances, skipping practice, recording your head coach and publishing the video with the recordings, calling the team owner a cracker. Uh, getting released, and immediately signing with the Pats the same day. Um, in related a related note, Damaris Thomas gets traded to the Jets today for a sixth-round pick. So yeah. I don't want to go through all of those individually, especially the icy feet part because it's just disgusting. <laughs> but wrapping this all together, if you look at the, the picture in a whole, we're basically settled now. He's going to be a Patriot, and he's going to be yep. uh, a, a model citizen on the Patriots. We all know that. <laughs> So give me your and this is this is hard for you because you're a Pats fan and you've had to come to terms with a few things being a relatively sane Pats fan. You were not on board with this. So give me your thoughts on this whole thing and then I'll kind of jump off that.
0: Well, yeah. And first, I I should also be clear that I, I don't consider any I don't consider Pats fans who are who are on board with this to be insane. You know, I think it's a fair argument. Right. Like this is probably the most talented receiver in the NFL. Um, So I I don't think you have to be insane to be on board with this here. You're right. And first of all, I should. um, I'm talking more of the
1: universal sense. Yeah. Just insane period.
0: Right. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And I also should should not claim to be a victim in any of this, right? Because it's it's a joke, like what the 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 riches that the Patriots have in the scenario that they're in. So I, it would like, be insulting.
1: In- it would be insulting to me and my listeners if you did. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> precisely. So um, here's here's the the short and quick of it is that I mean all the way up until recently. I, I in fact even as recently as when he got released, like I was laughing. I was laughing at him, and I was texting some of my other friends. Saying, I hope he doesn't get signed by anybody. I I truly hope that no one signs him. Like, this guy is a clown. I hope no one signs him. That was truly my stance when he got released. And so, what I've been coming to terms with over the last couple of days is A, that I have to root for the the guy now. Now, one of my rationalizing mechanisms has been that he's like not a criminal. You know, he's not like a terrible person. He's just an absolute clown. Right. And and like, so that's so I, I can at least look at the bright side in that regard. It's not a terrible human being I have to root for. But you, so I kind of mentioned it in the opening drive, it's just, it, it, to me, it didn't make sense because at the risk of sounding at the risk of sounding too overconfident, but I feel like this is just being blatant. Like the Patriots didn't need this circus, like like the Patriots don't need Antonio Brown. Yeah. And, 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 and I was a huge fan of the receiving core and the offensive weapons I, you know, some of the guys I mentioned to you before the season, like these rookies and the Harry and Jacoby Myers. I really like them like Philip Dorsett. Um, quick little side note on Philip Dorsett. You know, he's caught a hundred percent of the targets thrown his way since week five of last year have been receptions, no incompletions. Wow. Like <laughs> the guy just catches the ball. Right. And so like, he's a great role player. So it's all these guys. And then Demarius Thomas looked great at the end of the preseason as a veteran, like coming back from an injury, it's like, this guy might be good. And so, uh, what what I've come full circle in my attempt to rationalize is, is this basically is that the the exact reason that I was against bringing in Antonio Brown from a football roster perspective, which was that they don't need him and they don't need the circus. That's exactly the reason that I have to convince myself that it's worth a shot because they don't need him. And, and, and that's going to, that that's an impact on Antonio Brown, I think, because he will, will very quickly realize in Bill Belichick's system that they don't need him. Yeah. And You know that's ultimately what will or will not work for taming this guy's ego, right? Like, if it doesn't work, then he's gonna get cut. And 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 now I don't think he's gonna get cut. I I kind of keep saying it as a joke that he will, but uh, you know, you would tell me in an instant that this is gonna work and he's gonna be a model citizen, and it probably is going to happen that way. Yeah, like yes, uh, it's it's just the what's gonna happen. I think that's Uh, what's gonna uh, happen, and that's how I've sort of. Talked my way all the way back around to like, yeah, whatever. I don't like this guy, but this is probably going to work. <laughs> like, so I don't know. What are, what are your initial thoughts?
1: Okay. So at the risk of hurting your feelings, I'll, I'll try to be gentle. <laughs> but this, this whole thing is the definition textbook reason why everyone hates the Pats. And I know oh, I you yeah. can say you hate us because you ain't us. Everyone's like whining because we're good and you want what we have. That may be true, but this BS, you're right. Everyone who's not a Pats fan knew what was happening. They just accept it as fact and move on. And (laughs) I mean, you guys, it's a broken record now because you've won six Super Bowls with Tom Brady. So who cares? Like you guys can be like, you know what? Who cares? We've, this is about as good as we can do while being hated and if that's what makes us good whatever so yeah. there's really nothing anyone else can do and it's sort of like you just you're just resigned to watch the nfl again and hope that one team can be good enough to beat the uh new england patriots uh it's not a good existence for other nfl fans it just isn't no. to know that and, and you're going to hate that i say this because you're you've ha- you've certainly got examples of the opposite but everything goes the Pats way. Like, it's just you, Tom Brady gets suspended four games. You're like, oh, it's a witch hunt. They just want him out. Like, they didn't suspend, like, ki- child beaters less than that. Oh, yeah,
0: oh yeah, but, yeah. But
1: then he comes and, back and wins the
0: Super Bowl. Well, and right, well, like, that's, that's what I was, was going to say. Like, like, uh, I, like, I wouldn't say that everything's gone the Pats way for 20 consecutive years, but certainly since then it has. <laughs> like, certainly yeah. so, since the flake gate happened.
1: So we're totally over it. Everyone else is kind of just accepting what's happening to them it's like being in a bat it's like being in a nightmare and you can't wake up (laughs) and um that's what this whole antonio brown thing is from the beginning from the very beginning of him being a clown was a nightmare and you're like oh the raiders are obviously not equipped to handle this person there he's obviously not going to make it and he'll end up on the bats. (laughs) because that's just what happens so it it is
0: and yeah. yeah no and i there's nothing i can argue with that and and you know this is one of those moments that just that that really actually forces you as a fan to just accept it, right? Like, like you you just have to accept as a Pats fan right. that like like you can't keep trying to make people not hate you. Like, Thank you. I mean, if like, they just like, like
1: if you if the whole Pats if all of New England just when people are like that sucks, if you just like shrugged and you're like you know what, uh,
0: just shrug. Like, I mean, that's we'll just, been my reaction to the Antonio Brown thing after right. initially yeah, not liking it.
1: Just don't rub our faces in it anymore. <laughs> like, don't like, pretend but, but, that this isn't happening anymore. Yeah,
0: please. There's a there's there's a couple things that I, I want to bring up here, which, um, again, maybe, and it could just be me rationalizing it as as something a little bit more than just the things breaking in the right way. And I've felt this way for a long time, which is that I am pretty consistently amazed that that there isn't another franchise in the NFL that can that can. I don't want to say like get to the level that the Patriots have established because that's a that's a tall order over this this time span. But why is there not another like why is there not one other organization that it was like oh A B might go there.
1: I agree. But like I don't why?
0: Know. Well, and that's not like a it, 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 it it's like why is there only one coach? Uh, and I'm gonna boil it down to the coach, but really like it's the system and the coach. Why is there only one that anybody in the league th- like felt could tame Antonio Brown? Like that's, that's dumb. Yeah, like I, all these, it's stupid thir- that other 30, teams can't put. Yeah.
1: There's 31 other idiots <laughs> ramming their head against
0: the wall, trying to beat one yeah. person and they and, can't. And, and, and you know, who? And, and you're right about it being bad for the league because you know, who's a guy that actually popped it. I don't know why, but this guy popped into my head when the Antonio Brown news came out and this is super random, but it's just like, I, I feel like it's something that I wonder how other players feel when stuff like this happens. Is Larry Fitzgerald is who popped into my head. Right. And I'm like, how does Larry Fitzgerald feel? <laughs> like Larry Fitzgerald has loyally been playing for the Cardinals for 19 million years, yeah. trying to win a Super Bowl. And like he's just grinding and grinding every year. And like, you know, I watched the Cardinals game the other day and they look exciting. Like they might actually make some noise. Like they're not a Super Bowl contender yet, but Larry Fitz has never won a Super Bowl and he's just been grinding and grinding and grinding. And then he sees this circus that Antonio Brown pulls. And this ridiculousness that goes on for two weeks. And the result is that he ends up on the Patriots. He's Patriots wide receiver one. Right. Like, and, and he's, and he's probably the most likely player now to win a Super Bowl. Like, like it's, it, I wonder how other players feel about that. You know, I'm it's sure like,
1: they, I'm sure they hate it. I mean, you, you see this in the NBA now a lot, which is bad. And, and yeah. I don't think that's good for the NBA, which is players holding teams hostage. Yes. Um, and, yep. And there's a lot of money to go around, and, and it makes sense for the players to look out for their best interest. But then you have to look at, you're right, players like Larry Fitzgerald or, uh, uh, I don't know, players like Anthony Davis, who who probably would have loved to stay on the Pelicans, but can't. So he goes to play with LeBron in LA. Like, yeah. you just, it's it's destroying these mid-market teams. And, and luckily, the NFL doesn't have uh, that bad of a parity problem. Like, the, no. the worst teams can get better pretty quickly. But if this is the way the NFL is moving too, it's just, it's not fun to watch. Well, right. Yeah.
0: And and here's the thing. Like, and the reason I I think about the guys like Larry Fitz on one hand being like, and the thought being that like, well, now there's, now the juggernaut is even stronger with me trying to win a Super Bowl, Right. But there's also the part of the player empowerment. The players seem to like it. Like, like I was actually stunned how many players were in support of Antonio Brown. Hmm. I guess I shouldn't have been stunned because that's kind of what everything is moving toward, right? Like you just said with the NBA, with this player empowerment where they kind of can like hold teams hostage. And on one standpoint, I know these owners are billionaires. And I think that the NFL owners, of course, like should not be getting the benefit of the doubt over players. right? Like, right. like I don't, I don't think anyone thinks that unilaterally, but there's also a certain like I'm sorry for not feeling bad for Antonio Brown for having a mega contract that still yeah. had like three years left on it like playing for, and I'm talking about Pittsburgh at this point, like playing for a premier franchise, like, like, I'm sorry, but I I just don't excuse his, like whatever, like his antics to get out of that. Like he made a commitment to a very good franchise who was treating him well, as far as everybody can tell. Right. And like he was producing and all this. So like, right. you know, I, I do want the players to have power, but at a certain point it's like you do, he just throws a fit and he gets to go to the team he wants to. Right. And it's like, so I don't know. It's uh it's a tough one to, to, to wrap your head around a little bit, but you're right mm-hmm. that this is the first big example in the NFL. I think that we, that is akin to what we've seen in the NBA. Yeah. So the rich, the rich get richer, Derek. Rich get richer. Rich I, get I do richer. have, I have one other thing I want to uh, add here because sure. like, so, um, the, a lot of news came out about Antonio Brown's contract this year, right? It was like up to 16 million or something. I think it could be for the year or 15 million up to that. But, the details never come out right away. Right. Mm -hmm. So are these the incentives? uh, These are the incentives. Now this to me is hilarious. Like, so this part of it, when I try to, I I sometimes try to tap into Bill Belichick's mind and be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, what is your motive here? Like what, how does your brain work? Okay. And so Antonio Brown, we know is very selfish. We've seen him like, or self-centered, I should say. I I don't, I I don't know if I should call him selfish necessarily, but he's self-centered. He's very much about him. And (laughs) <laughs> and so his, you, you you know, you think he goes to the Patriots and the the requirement here is like you fit in, you be a part of the team. Like you're not going to be worrying about your own production, your own stats, any of that, right? Like that, that would be the pretense for going to the Patriots in this scenario, right? Do you agree with that? Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So his incentives for this season, uh, nine or sorry, uh, to reach his full incentives, it looks like 5 million of it at least could come from these numbers. 105 catches, 1,298 yards, and 16 touchdowns. Dang. Now, for a little bit of reference. um, That's high. Wes Welker never reached those numbers for the Patriots when he was like their only receiver. (laughs) So um, those numbers are extremely high. Um, And I I just find it really like what? (laughs) It's almost like you're daring Antonio Brown to be old Antonio Brown. Well like, yeah. well, like what's going to happen when it's week 12 and he's got, you know, nine touchdowns and he needs, you know, seven more touchdowns to get an extra like five million dollars and they're throwing to Edelman instead of Brown. You know, it's like it's like why put an ince- uh, individual incentive like that into Antonio Brown's contract? It And that is an answer I don't have yet, but I think it's interesting because of the the character you're working with here and then to set those levels for him, it's almost like taunt, like tantalizing him to be selfish. So I think it's interesting.
1: I hope he is selfish, Derek, for your sake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there you well, go. There's the Antonio I'm, Brown situation.
1: I'm so over. And just, just to add uh, a little uh, uh, insult to injury, the Pats demolished the Steelers oh, yeah. without Antonio Brown uh, yeah. last weekend. I always think it was thirty three to three. Yep. <laughs> demolished them yeah, it was, without was Antonio close. Brown. So it's not close. And it's kind of, just this bad luck.
0: This ties it back to what I said in the beginning and I think the game was a microcosm of that. It's like that game on Sunday night was A, the reason I didn't want Antonio Brown. <laughs> like like I, I loved the roster and I loved the receiving core and they looked great in week one. Uh and also B it's the reason it might work because Antonio Brown just saw loud and clear that like this team doesn't need him. Like he's not the the guy who's going to keep this thing afloat, right? So it's an ego check to him in some ways. So it's both the reason I didn't want it to happen and the reason I think it might be okay. So that's kind of a mind pretzel for you.
1: And I'm over here just hoping the Bucs can make the playoffs for the first time in over 10 years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At least you're not the Dolphins. You're not the Dolphins. I mean, Dolphins have been to the playoffs more recently. No, I know, I know. But this year, this year. So anyway, so that'll bring us into week one. Some quick topics here. You can start with the Bucs. You want to go for it?
1: Uh, uh the only thing I'll say about the Bucks, they lost this weekend. You're going to be hearing a lot about the Bucks on this podcast because I'm a Bucks fan. Yep. And uh they're usually not very good or are at least mediocre. So this is a big make or break year for Jameis. Uh it's his it's his contract year. It's either re-sign or cut. Uh and so he looked really really bad on Yeah. uh on Sunday. If if the Bucks had anyone else at quarterback, a different like a even a mediocre quarterback that day, they win that football game. They Jameis had three interceptions, two of which were pick sixes, and our defense had a touchdown. So yeah, you, that's basically three different opportunities to to swing a game. Um so Jameis totally lost us that game. It's not all on him, but the, a loyal defender of Jameis noted on this podcast, Yeah. I, I am starting to I know. I'm starting to lose faith, and I'm kind of, show, like, uh, if nothing changes soon, I'm opening the door, and it's it's good riddance. So, that's the Bucks update.
0: There you go. Not there a great go. start for the Bucks. Not a great start. Uh, um, but is
1: a great start, though, <laughs> which I called, and you, you can did. add this or to bull. the list of yeah. things Steve called this week. The Browns <laughs> suck. Yeah. And I've been saying that for a while, and I think I said it on this podcast. <laughs> You did. Now, you did too. You you called them. They said, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I think I uh, I was much more tempered than you than you were. You you were pretty bold. Like the Browns are going to absol- they're going to suck. Like it's only game one. I was, one. Like, I was like they're going to underperform, but I don't know if they'll suck. But it's only game one. You're right. But uh. But they sucked. But they got blown out by Marcus Mariota. So <laughs> yeah, who um,
1: sucks? Marcus <laughs> Mariota's worse than Jameis, which is which is hilarious.
0: <laughs> um. So, so, yeah, that's really it. The Browns uh, lose by 30. Um, I mean, like, it's kind of, not. you know, I was willing to be on board with the whole Baker thing because, um, like, I liked Baker in college as a character and, like, as an yeah, entertainer, sure. you know. But then, like, some of this stuff, I mean, A, the, the you know, the whole collection and, like, the now suddenly they like, calling them, like, a contender, right? Like, that was a little yeah. overboard. But then also... Um, like Baker's in all these commercials now. And like, it's really over the top for one half of a season that he was good. And he and called out
1: the giants quarterback. Yes. Or like, yes.
0: Yeah. That, that part really aggravated me. It's like, dude, like, like you're not there yet. In fact, you never really should be there. Like, like, do you see like Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning? Like, do have any, were any of these guys ever like, Oh, I can't believe they drafted that guy. He sucks. Like, yeah, that's not how, that's not how elite players act, you know? So, right. That was a terrible look I thought for Baker. So. Yes, the Browns suck.
1: Browns suck. Next up, uh Lamar Jackson looks legit. I know yeah. he played the Dolphins who are uh one of going to be one of the uh, worst teams in the league this year, but I'm happy for him. Me he's too. a he's an ACC guy. I think he he's a Heisman winner. Always um was a stand-up guy. He did beat Boston College a few times, but w- did we beat him? I think
0: we did. Or we, we Uh we did beat him. Yeah, yeah. We, we did beat him. him so. We beat him in his senior year, I think. Yeah, so or, we got, or his, we last, got his, his last year at Louisville, yeah. Right.
1: So that makes me less mad at him. So Yeah.
0: And um, also I, I, Lu- I Louisville is absolute trash since he left. Like garbage. <laughs> like so like like it shows you how important he was to that team. And I, and I yeah, I like him. I hope that he you know, I'm not a Ravens fan by any means, but I hope that he has success. I I hope that he's good.
1: Same. Uh and last but not least I have written down here everything else is garbage. <laughs> Uh, which I think uh, I believe to be true, but do you have any any thoughts on that? um comment?
0: you know, I, I I alluded to this briefly earlier i i uh, I really uh, enjoyed watching the Cardinals play. um like like you know, I liked Kyler Murray in college mm-hmm. and uh it, you know, it helps that I have him on a fantasy team or two, but and so I was invested in that regard, but Uh, the Cardinals looked terrible. And then in the second half, they made, they made a furious comeback on the lions who the lions just choked and, uh, the game ended up being a tie. So there's a lot of bad about that game.
1: (laughs) Um, I was like, you're trying to tell me you literally picked, I said, everything else is garbage. And you picked the only tie in the NFL as the thing that wasn't garbage. Yes. No, that, that is is arguably the
0: most garbage thing that happened. That is a very fair point. But the second half of that game was actually extremely entertaining. Um, mainly because it was like, you know, Kyler Murray had like, you know, 10 yards like into the third quarter like it was absolutely they could do nothing and then all of a sudden it was like he flipped the switch and he was Oklahoma Kyler Murray again and Larry Fitz had like an outstanding second half making like diving catches downfield like it was just cool for me to see like that offense looking like they actually could have potential and be fun um so I, so I did like the Cardinals and their team to look to look at at least offensively going forward um but yeah other than that not a lot. The opener was garbage. The the Packers and Bears, ten Oof, to three. Yeah. Um was terrible. Um I think the Saints Texans game was pretty good last night, although I didn't catch a ton of it. But the Saints won on like a fifty like
1: eight like fifty eight yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. As,
0: as time expired to win. Like it wasn't even a tie game. They were down by one and they won. So that, that's a pretty exciting finish, at least. But uh and actually that those are, you know, Deshaun Watson and Drew Brees is a good quarterback matchup, but but, yeah, I won't argue with the overall point that there's a lot of garbage going on um, across the league. Um, Patrick Mahomes was insane at the start of the game, picking up right where he left off. But mm-hmm. uh, that kind of cooled off a little bit as well. So so we'll see. But, uh, but uh, yeah, not, not a great showing uh, across the board, but, you know, some highlights. So anything else in the NFL? No, sir. All righty. Uh, moving into the last topic in sports, which is, which is the U.S. Open. You want to cover this one?
1: Sure. So uh, the U.S. Open finals happened this week. The last um, the last tournament of the decade. So in Flushing Meadows, New York and Queens, Bianca and defeated Serena Williams. Uh, Serena has yet to win a major since having a baby. Uh, she has also yet to win a major when Meghan Markle has attended. Fun fact. So wow. we do we do have a Meghan Markle curse on the lookout. Um, Bianca Andreescu is a teenager. She's Canadian. She was the first Canadian ever to win a tennis major. So shout out to her, um, and she dominated. She she just she's a power player, and it's very hard to overpower Serena Williams, and she did it, which is cool as someone that young. So, congrats to her. Uh, Nadal wins, I think, his 100th major at least. No, he's probably like in sixteen or seventeen. I don't have it in front of me. But yeah. um, Nadal over Medvedev, another young Russian. Medvedev got furiously booed the entire tournament. He wow. He made some um he got he got frustrated and like yanked a towel from a uh ball boy and flicked off the New York crowd who was booing him, kind of became a villain and then had a very self-aware, uh nice uh loser speech in the final so he's kind of won back a lot of people in the tennis communities but uh, it's hard to beat Nadal especially when Nadal is playing outstanding so Bianca Andrisco from Canada Nadal from Spain congrats on winning the U.S. Open that's your update
0: there you go U.S. Open winners uh anything else in sports no Derek anything else from you no nothing from me so that brings us into half number two which is pop culture All righty, pop culture. Um, you want to start us off? I do, Derek. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means. Uh, yeah, I think everyone knows what that means. Taco Bell
1: news. Uh, we actually have... This is not just filler Taco Bell news. This is real Taco Bell news. Um, so this is the largest international release of a menu item since the naked chicken chalupa in 2017. Wow. So that, this is some big stuff. So Taco Bell is now launching... New Toasted Cheddar Chalupa. Wow. Six-month-aged sharp cheddar cheese baked into the taco shell. So it's basically a regular taco, but the shell is baked cheese. Wow. So I'm fully on board. I've actually had something like this at a restaurant before, and it's delicious. Um, Okay. But I'm inspired and... And uh excited about this this new development for Taco Bell. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it.
0: I also am excited. You know, I I think I I I only saw when was this announced today or was it earlier than today?
1: It was either today or yesterday. It was yesterday. Very so yeah, I saw Breaking, it. I saw breaking it. Taco Bell news. Yeah.
0: I saw it very <laughs> briefly somewhere and then uh more thoroughly here when you've when you've included it. I am excited about it. I uh I think that it is uh it might be a camp miss although we'll see. I mean like, you know, cuz some sometimes they have these releases that then stay and like they're they become staples, right? And then sometimes they have the ones that go away fairly, you know, after a little bit of a run, you know. So I think
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think this one has potential. I do. I, I'm right. very interested to try it.
1: I have some bad Taco Bell news, however. Oh, that's not uh, good. They are removing cool ranch and fiery oh. flavored Doritos Locos Tacos from the I menu. I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. So, R.I.P. I, yeah. Doritos Locos, uh, Cool Ranch, and Fiery flavor.
0: I will say that's not hugely impactful to me. Um, I think I je- typically got the regular one, the not the nacho cheese flavor. Um, yeah,
1: it's not a huge loss, but it's it's like a spiritual loss. Right, you know, right, just, right. It's just yeah.
0: like you know that it's a loss. You know. Yeah.
1: You, f- you feel it deep down, but it's yeah. not actually going to affect you. It's
0: like a part of you is gone, but even it's just a tiny, tiny little part of you, but it's gone. Right.
1: It's part that wasn't even that important, but it's still <laughs> part of
0: you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, um, so
1: that's the big news. Taco Bell is um, introducing a, a toasted cheddar chalupa. The, the shell is aged cheddar cheese. So I think it's a good move. Let's see how it pans out.
0: There you go. There you go. Um, last topic in pop culture is a movie trailer, a movie that's coming out. Do you know when this movie comes out?
1: I actually tried to look it up. You just, you described the trailer in the movie and I'll look at, look it up right now.
0: Sure. So, uh, without knowing much about the premise of the movie, cause I just watched the trailer right before the podcast episode, but, uh, Jojo the rabbit, the trailer, um, it has nothing
1: to do with the name by the way.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: It sounds like a children's movie and it's not. Right. Nah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, correct. Um, so from what I could gather, it is a... Satire of the of a World War II era satire. Um where the main character is a young boy who has an imaginary friend. The imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler.
1: Yeah. But and, the young boy's in the Hitler youth.
0: Right. Oh, yes, yes, right, right. So the young boy, you know, is a nationalist and he is in the Hitler youth, and his imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler. And he finds a Jewish girl hiding in their basement, or the mother finds Jewish girl in the basement, I think. Unclear. Or, sorry, the the attic. Yeah. Do you have a clarification on that?
1: No, it's just unclear. I, I, unclear. Don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know who actually is hiding this person. But well, yes, regardless,
0: it, regardless, he becomes acquainted with a young Jewish girl who then it, it basically it seems like the premise of the movie is him confronting this conflict of like, you know, this this girl is a person and she seems nice versus like I'm supposed to not like this person. Right. And so it, it looks fascinating. It does, it looks funny, but also pokes at the heartstrings and is also about a pretty serious topic, but is not um, in a serious, historically kind of telling way, sort of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts?
1: I loved it. That's why I put it on here, because I wanted you to to watch it. I mean, the yeah. trailer, we're just talking about a trailer now, but right. just go and look up Jojo the Rabbit trailer. And it. I think it looks funny. It's got a lot of uh, smart people of in it. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know, it, you could tell already that it's going to be, you're right, pull at the heartstrings, but be serious and funny and goofy at the same time, which I like. Yeah. Um, it just looks like a good mix of, I don't know, It's I like those, like, young kid coming of age type movies, and this is definitely one of those, so, right. um, I, I think everyone should go watch the trailer and make up their own mind, but the the release date, I found it, is October 18th, 2019.
0: Okay, not too far away.
1: Not too far away. But a month. So. I will see this in theaters because that's how much I thought the trailer was good.
0: All right. Nice. That's a pretty good that's a pretty uh high bar of excitement to go to that's nowadays. Huge. Nowadays to say I'll see the never go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Jojo the Rabbit is uh that's the full name, Jojo the Rabbit.
1: Jojo the Rabbit is the full there name. There you go.
0: There Excellent. You go. So I think that does it for pop culture. Uh, brings us into the final drive. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second?
1: Um, What do you want to go, Derek?
0: Oh, wow. I was going to say, I have no idea what you're picking this time. And maybe that's why I had no idea because you didn't know. Um, I will go first. All right. I'm going to go first.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> um, screwball peanut butter whiskey. So have you had this yet, Derek?
0: No, I have not.
1: I recommend you go out and get it right away. Really? Wow! It's not going to change your life. It's not going to be your new uh, whiskey of choice, but it's so good and so unique. It's worth a buy. It's very good whiskey. It's it's incredibly peanut butter flavored. Like it. Really? it when you're done with it, it leaves a peanut butter taste in your mouth, and it's got a lot of uh, cool combinations. Like you do uh, peanut butter jelly, which is peanut butter and um, cranberry juice, or uh, there's a bunch of cool things that you can do with it. I haven't f- quite found them all, but highly recommend it. It's called Screwball. I just found it at a local liquor store, and it does the trick. It is, uh, it's is—it's not cheap, uh, but it is a little kitschy, so it's like Fireball-esque. I think right. they're trying to get into that market. Uh, but I i was a big fan, and everyone who I, who tried it was very pleasantly surprised. Wow, it, Right? It, it, it did not seem like a gimmick, and it seemed like it could stick around. So... Screwball peanut butter whiskey. Even if you don't like whiskey, it is worth a try because it's so it's so wildly peanut butter, it's worth it. It's just, yeah, it's just a weird experience. Seems so, like you have
0: to experience it.
1: Yeah. You have to. So go right, out and buy will, screwball. Will, and I'm I'll not even some. I'm not even sponsored by them. This is this is just a <laughs> free advertising. Advertising. Yeah, I've been drinking a lot of it today. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, no, highly recommend screwball whiskey, peanut butter whiskey. Uh I don't know if it's available everywhere, but If you find it, buy it. And it's about $30 for uh, a regular sized, like a, not like a full pint, but whatever they're called.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. Screwball, peanut butter whiskey. I'll pick some up and have to give it a try. Um, My final drive is also of sorts an advertisement for something. Um, So, Row Republic, which we talked about a little before we started recording. Uh, you had seen, I didn't, re- I didn't even realize this, but apparently the signage was up for a long time, uh, you know, since when you still lived in Boston, yeah, that this place half. was coming soon. Um, so it finally opened recently. I did check out a couple classes there. Uh, very cool. If, if you're into like the kind of the class pass style of fitness classes in the city, um, Row Republic, I definitely recommend it's, uh As I described earlier to Steve, it's very much like Barry's bootcamp. If you've been there where you have, Uh, at at Row Republic specifically I believe it's 16 and 16 so there's 16 uh, rowing machines and there's 16 kind of floor stations with like a bench and like some free weights and medicine ball and stuff and the class is basically led led by way of you being on one or the other and then you alternate so you'll be assigned either to start on a bike uh, bike number 4 or like floor number 10 or whatever Um, and the instructor leads kind of at the same time gets the rowers going and gets the people on the floor going uh really cool kind of again like if you've taken barry's boot camp it's extremely similar but with rowing instead of running uh so i definitely recommend it it's a cool uh has one of those like uh, i know steve you had been to uh the ride studio in the north end Mm -hmm. has a similar feel to that of like that kind of like new like they they have the dark lights with the the dark with the blue lights kind of like uh that type of feel to it um so it's a it's a cool environment New building obviously. Um I have a question. Yeah, go ahead.
1: How do they make you do different types of rowing? Is it just different speed or like how do they time how do they measure you?
0: So for the rowing, it is um for rowing you have there's three different tiers of rowing. There's like a a rest pace, which is like less than or the rest pace is like twenty to twenty four, I think, strokes per minute or whatever. Like there's a little Mm -hmm. screen on the row machine. Um and then the push pace is like 24 to 28. And then the sprint is like 28 plus, I think, or 29 plus or something. Um, and they kind of uh, it, it is definitely for the rowing. It's more of an at your own pace sort of like because you could you could hit the pace as far as rowing goes. But there's also like a wattage number. And it's like you don't have to be pulling very hard, you know, to hit the pace. Yeah. Um, so, so that part is sort of. Uh, up to you but like they kind of uh, you know they have the instructors there to motivate you they kind of walk around and they'll look at your screens and like not like target you but you know be motivational I guess about you know as pushing it as much as you can um, but yeah you're right there's not like there there aren't different techniques really just different intensity levels so for the rowing part so cool. it's interesting it's cool I recommend it if you're uh, in the Boston area looking to check out a a new place or a new Class Pass place to hit up—definitely um, a good spot. So, cool. There you go. I want
1: to. Before we, fu- uh, are you done with your final drive? Yep. Cool. Before we uh, finish out, I do want to say I've been hearing that people enjoy the final drives and actually try the stuff we recommend or whatever oh, right. we talk about. And it's random. Like, I'll hear randomly from someone that three episodes ago, they like, oh, I tried out that app you recommended and I really like it. We love to hear that stuff. That's yeah. so cool. So, if you try Row Republic in Boston or Screwball Whiskey, like, let us know because I don't know. It, it, we'll become we sponsors just kinda, for them. <laughs> yeah, because we'll get money from them. Um, but no, it's, it's good to hear and it's good feedback. So, if, if you actually enjoy the stuff that yeah. we recommend, we'll keep doing it. So. Or
0: any other part of the podcast. like yeah. Talk really to be us. Good to get <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please talk
1: to us. <laughs>
0: um, so there you go. That does it for episode 137 of You Heard It Here Second. Uh, I guess that's it. So we'll see you guys next time for 138.
1: Later days.